uh, that she needs and the help that she needs. So uh, just keep that in mind this coming Sunday. All right, Psalms 130. If they're there, let's go ahead and stand in honor of reading God's Word, if you're able to. And uh, we'll just read the, all eight verses. Psalm 130. It said, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice, and let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they which watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. And with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Amen. Father God, we just come right now in the name of Jesus. We look to you again and ask that you bless us. Lord, just take control of me and uh, help me, Lord, to speak truth here tonight. And uh, something, Lord, that will just uh, lift you up, how good you are. Just how good you are. What would we be without you? And Father, so we just, we just give you this time. Be glorified in this place tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Tonight as I head into this, and as I, I read this, this uh, psalm here, and, and just, get, just kind of spoke to me, and uh, a lot of times, I don't know if, you, if you're like me, you find yourself sometimes kind of down and out, and uh, kind of allow things to come into your life, and pull you down, and you get you get kind of you get kind of aggravated with with your own self. Am I by myself? No. Yeah. And as I, I thought about that, and I get I get so aggravated with my own soreness and weaknesses and failures and you know, it just sometimes I talk ugly to me. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of reminded of that old show, uh, the Andy Griffith show. Whenever he's playing music with the Darlings, I always love those Darling episodes because they play some good music. But anyway, they sitting there fixing to the play, and uh, they wondering what they're going to play. And oh, Andy, he just says, "Well, how about dirty me, dirty me? I'm disgusted with myself." Charlene says, well, that makes me cry. But it kind of, it kind of hit, fit the bill, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I get disgusted with myself. I probably ain't going to get many amens tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and figure that's the way it is. But I'm just, I'm just being truthful. Uh, <laughs> And I, you know, I think that's probably the best thing to do. But as I, as I looked at this, and uh, I wanted to focus on one word, and uh, I mentioned it as we opened up with uh, "Amazing Love." And the first few verse, words there says, "I'm forgiven." Wow, that's good. That's good. I'm forgiven. There's times whenever I don't feel like I'm forgiven, but I am. There's also, there's times whenever I don't feel like I should be forgiven. Are y'all still with me? You know, because I've got so disgusted with myself, I could say, Lord, how in the world, why would you want to have anything to do with me? I think I am by myself tonight. 
But it's, that's, I mean, uh, I don't think it's really necessarily a bad thing to realize uh, that there's not a whole lot of good within us in this flesh, as Paul said. Paul said that. But the thing about it is, is that when you're there and you're in that and you, and you, and you see that and you kind of see yourself really for who you are, boy, it sure does make the Lord look good. Because right. <laughs> he does forgive me. He's big enough to do that. He loves me. He loves me just as much as he ever has whenever I'm the meanest I ever been. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that something? It's, I mean, that's, that's true. Now, I'm not up, going up here tonight to try to, to say everybody, you just go ahead and just, just, just be a hellion if you want to. The Lord will love you anyhow and just go after it. I think maybe y'all know me better than that. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, is the truth is, is that there's not a whole lot of good in us, but God loves us anyhow, and that his forgiveness is there. And I just titled this tonight, Forgiveness, Forgiveness. And, uh, and it just it spoke to my heart, and as I, as I looked at this, this psalm, and then uh, kind of broke it down and run across some teaching on it that I like, <clears throat> broke it down into four sections. Yeah, for verses 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6, and 7 and 8. And uh, I just want to look at that a little bit. And, and just as I've already prayed that the Lord will just bless us in this. And that it'll, it'll, it'll glorify the Lord as we leave here tonight. And, and what a joy it is to have a, have a Lord and Savior like we've got. A God like we have. So let's, uh, let's go back up there and work our way through it. <clears throat> And we find here in verse 1 and 2, it says, out of the depths. So this first part, I just labeled this first, this first section, uh, the, the sea. The kind of the ocean type thing, the sea. The depths. Just uh, as, he, as we picture this in this first two verses. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. So we got here this, this word supplications. Hear my supplication. And I, went, I, I actually looked, looked at this word in, in Hebrew there. And it's, uh, it basically just says an earnest prayer. Have y'all ever prayed a prayer that you probably couldn't label it as earnest? I'm still by myself tonight, ain't I? Just prayed a prayer and, you know, you, you, so you could at least say, well, I prayed a prayer. I prayed a prayer. I don't think you, I don't think you, I don't think you stick that one under the heading of supplication. You see what I'm saying? Supplication is a little bit more whenever you, you really, God's got your attention. And you're seeking his face and you're crying out and you realize, it, man, I'm in a spot here that's, that's rough, and I, you know, I just, it, it's just kind of over my head, this sea is, you know, and, and I'm having, I'm, I'm crying out from the depths, and supplication, Lord, I want you, you, listen, hear me, hear me, I'm calling out to you, because I know I need you, I know I need you, and a lot of times we can, we can find our, ourselves like that, where we seem overwhelmed, I just, I just kind of put in, it's a, uh, Kind of a, just a, when we're overwhelmed or, or overcome uh, and we're just at a place where we, realize, where we realize, Lord, I need you. I need you. And I know that. Now, those around me, those around me, they may not even realize. But, Lord, I need you and I'm crying out for you. Isn't it good to know that just uh, the, the relationship with God is a personal? It's me, it's me and him. It's just me and him. It's you and him. You can just, you can do whatever. He'll, 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 he'll deal with you. He'll talk with you. He'll, it, it's, just, it's just a wonderful, it's a good thing. It's a very intriguing thing to me too. Because there's times, there's times in, in that, that I'm thinking, Lord, what's going on? Where are you? I, I, you know, and then there's times for no reason or whatever. He just kind of shows up in, in just special ways. And, then I, and I know that he's there. And I know that he has spoken to me. And that is so good. 
But there's times just like the psalmist here. And these, these uh, where, I am, where I'm at here in the psalms, these particular psalms there are, are, are known as the songs of degree or ascent. And they, they say that they sang these psalms, the pilgrims, as they would go to Jerusalem for the feast in Jerusalem, that a lot of these psalms, they would just sing them as they were going. And this would be what it was. And I, probably from one year to the next, and they made that trek, there was probably times in their, in their life that, that, that year or something where they had been, they'd been crying out to the Lord. There was things, things come into our life, folks. They, they, they do. And, uh, and, and I, I run across this here and just crying out. It says, we can cry out to God from the depths of disappointment and defeat. You understand? And that's kind, of, that's kind of where I was coming from whenever, whenever I've, I've allowed myself to slip and things to come in. I mean, in my mind, I think about what the Bible says, those laying aside those sins that so easily beset us. I call it besetting sins. Sins that'll just kind of pull you off the path. You're just kind of, before you know it, you're, just, you're out there and you're neck deep or you're over your head and you're just, Lord, I need you here. This ain't, this ain't me. This ain't where I want to be. This ain't who I am. And you can, you can cry out from the disappointment, defeat, or from the depths of fear and perplexity, wondering what, what's going on. But like a heavy weight, sin drags its victims to the depths, but God has made us for the heights. Amen? That's the truth. That's true. Our own sins, our own sins, and we know what they are, is, what will, is a weight. The Bible calls it a weight. It drags us down. It's, it's, it's a depressing type thing. And it, to me, there's a, there's a darkness around sin. It's a simple thing. There's a, there's a darkness there. And, uh, and I think about as, as this, this crying out, this emotional and, and, and heartfelt uh, cry. And kind of in my mind, I, I, I think it's kind of like the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 where he, he walks through that thing real good about the, the law and what the law says and the law being good but yet his flesh not, not being good and the struggle that he had the struggle that he had and, and, and y'all remember when he says you know I, I, I admit that the, the law is good and, I, and my desire is to do that and to, but my flesh fights against me. There's a war going on between me. And that the things that I really want to do, he says, it's the craziest thing in the world. That's what I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, that's what I, that's what I find myself doing. Now, you know, if you're like me, I, I don't like to admit that kind of stuff. I'd rather for y'all to think that I always do what's right. You know what I'm saying? That I ain't never had an evil thought. But that ain't the case. See, that ain't the case. And it's more like with the Apostle Paul. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking Apostle Paul, I'm thinking about, about good as you can get. Okay? He says, man, I'm, I'm a mess. He goes on and said, you know what he said? Oh, wretched man that I am. So, I don't think it's so bad to see that, you know, really we can be a, a wretched man. Paul's saying, a wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? But he goes on then to say, I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. It's, it's, it's Jesus, the, the, the forgiveness there. There's something. And again, what I, what I want to, tonight is to make sure that I don't, portray that you don't have to worry about how, what you, what's going on in your life or anything of that, that nature. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that by nature, we all find ourselves from time to time where we, we didn't want to be just like Paul said. This is not what I wanted. This is it's, it's not, this not me. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, God's made me for higher stuff. Okay. But we can, we can find ourselves there. And it's good to know that we can call out to the Lord and that the Lord will hear our cry. So 
as we look at, as I, as I leave that, and I, as I call the sea or the, the stuff rolling in over you and you're in a position where you're just crying out to the Lord, the, uh, the second thing is verses 3 and 4, and I call that, we move from the sea to the courtroom, to the courtroom. So let's look at that real quick. It says, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? This is good. But there is forgiveness with thee. Amen? That thou mayest be feared. So, let's go back up there and look at that. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? So what do we mean? If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities. Okay, the mark, the mark iniquities means keeping a record to mark it. Keeping a record of wrongs. So, Lord, if, if, if you kept a record of wrongs, who could stand? You can't stand. Nobody. Okay. Can't do it. Because if you keep that record. Wow. Mm. You can't plead. You can't plead your own case and stand. Can't do it. No, you can't do it. And see, the thing is, is that we, we need to realize, we need to realize that we all have issues. We all have issues. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it, we, it's easy for us to get caught up in looking around and, you know, and, and saying, well, you know, I, I, my, mine ain't bad as theirs, though, you know, or whatever. But we all got the, the issues. But, and the wrongs, and as I think about this here, marking the iniquities or keeping record of wrongs, my mind goes back to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, what we know as the great love chapter that they like to read it. At weddings, and I read it at weddings, uh, especially one one verse out of it that's really good because it's talking about love and what love does and what love does not do. But one of the things it says about love is it says, says love keeps no record of wrongs. How about that? Love keeps no record of wrongs. And, I, and, 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 that's what, and that's what we, and that's what I put out a lot of times to those people standing in front of me that right there at that particular time, they love each other like a hog loves slop. <laughs> I mean, they ain't nothing they want anymore, any better. I think Kim knows a little bit about that. But, man, man. And whenever you say something to them like, you know, love, it, it keeps no record of wrongs. You know, in my mind, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, you know what they're thinking? We ain't going to ever wrong one another. Never would we ever know. Just this love is too good here. But once again, the Bible's true. <laughs> you fix it and get wronged whether you thought you was or not. But i let you know that. That you've been wrong. You're going to get wronged. Isn't that something? Looks like we can, looks like... Why can't we just have a world where people don't get wronged? Where I don't get wronged. I don't like, hey, I don't like to be wronged. But we get wronged. But if you have the love, unconditional love, like God's love, he says, well, we'll keep record of it. I'm thinking, wow, that's good. But I thank God that God, he don't keep a record of my wrongs. And I have some. I have some, but don't keep a record of them. So, uh, but if he did, and I had to answer, and I had to answer for them wrongs and come up with an excuse, I ain't, you know what I'm going to find out? I ain't got a leg to stand on. You know? I like that song. Gordon Moot. I stood in the courtroom 
and the judge turned my way. Looks like you're guilty. Now what can you say? I spoke up my honor. I have no defense. But that's when mercy walked in. Mercy. See, mercy walked in and pleaded my case and called to the stand God's saving grace. The blood was presented that covered my sin. The moment that mercy walked in. He's a forgiving God. And I ain't got a leg to stand on and still don't see. It's like, it's like the, the Christians that get saved, been saved a while, been, you know, whatever. They get to thinking that, you know, that uh, they, they don't, they got a leg to stand on. No, you don't. You still need that same blood. You still need that same mercy, that same grace. See, it'd be great if, you, we, would, if we could just all become Christians. As soon as we become Christians, sin's in the past. It don't happen anymore. But that's not the case. Now I've been forgiven. I've been delivered from the power of sin and the penalty of sin. I can walk around and run and holler and shout hallelujah because that's a good thing. But sin's still real and sin's still here until God, and until God makes everything new and does a, gets rid of it and there's a new heaven and new earth. We still got to deal. It's, we still got to deal with it. But thank God I ain't got to worry about it. Mm. I hope I can do justice, Lord. On this, I'm really, I really do, because it just stirs in my heart. It stirs in my heart. So, um, let, let me read this here. Sinners, sinners cannot stand before the holy judge and argue their own case. But God is ready to forgive. And faith in the Savior brings forgiveness to the soul. So if you're here tonight and you've never, you've never placed your, your faith in the Savior, who is Jesus Christ, that's where you get for forgiveness of the soul. You need that forgiveness. God casts our sins behind his back and blots them out of his book. He carries them away as far as the east is from the west. He casts them into the sea. He holds them against us no more. That's what he does. That's, 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 that's who he is. And I, I thank God that mercy walked in in my case. And, that's, and, I, and, 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 and I just don't ever want to ever get, get over that. But the forgiveness, he stands ready to forgive. God's forgiveness. And, I, and, and this, this is something that, and I run across these two scriptures. And the reason I did, because when I, when I read this, when I read this, uh, this psalm, and, I, and I, verse 4 says, but there is forgiveness. I look, at, I look up that word, uh, forgiveness, and also look, and, and I notice that that particular word, the way that word's shaped, the, the, that word, is, there's several words that kind of come from the word forgiveness. This one is only mentioned in two other places in the Old Testament. And I think it's kind of interesting where, there, where that's mentioned about forgiveness. Because we're talking about God's forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is a wonderful thing, especially when you need it. Don't y'all love it whenever somebody will forgive you? You know, forgiveness is one of those things that you want so bad when you need it, but you hate so bad to give it when somebody else does. Am I, did I say that right? I did say that right, didn't I? Forgiveness is something you, we really do want bad when we need it. But if we've got to give it to somebody else, we don't really, it's, we don't like to do that. Ain't that, ain't that something? It's amazing. God ain't like that. Mm-mm-mm. It doesn't matter of fact, instead of, instead of me forgiving you, I would really like to write it down and keep a record of it. Because you've wronged me. And I don't want to have to forgive you. But forgiveness, God's forgiveness. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 9. And this is, and this is talking about the, the, the nation of Israel. God had made a covenant with the nation of Israel. They, had a, they, they were to, to follow him and live for him. He was going to, they would be his people. 
He'd never leave them, forsake them. The only thing is, they never did, they never did keep up their end of the covenant. But you are, let me tell you something. Just because they didn't keep up their end doesn't mean that God didn't keep up his. Do you understand that? God don't, he, he didn't throw them down. They're still his. They're still his chosen people. Man. And they, and that's the reason this spoke to me here in Nehemiah 9, verse 15. And talking about the Lord here says, and he gave them, talking about the children of Israel, and he gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and brought forth water for them out of the rock when they were thirsty there in the wilderness. And he promised them that they should go into a and to possess the land which, did us, which thou had sworn to give them. But they, but they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hearkened not to thy commandments and refused to obey. Neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks. And in their rebellion, they appointed a captain to return to their bondage. What we have here is a picture of somebody that has been freed, right? And has gone back into bondage. Now, but let me ask you this. Does that happen, does that happen to born-again Christians? Well, it sure does. But listen to this. But thou art a God ready to pardon. After that, he said, I'm standing right here to pardon. That's who I am. I don't change. You know the word pardon? That's the one. Forgiveness. And with thee, there's forgiveness. With our God, there's pardon. That's who he is. That's the reason I can tell people. I can, I can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can talk about a God who loves them that will forgive them, stands ready to forgive. And not only that, if you belong to him, he's going to forgive you. He's, he, he will. He may tear you up and you may wish you'd have never got out there where you are and whatever he, if you belong to him, if you belong to him, let me tell you, he don't back off of tearing your fanny up. He'll do it. He'll do it. But he don't leave you. You're God ready to pardon, gracious in mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness and forsook them not. Did you remember saying a while ago, uh, sometimes I wonder why the Lord just don't run me off, get rid of me. But he don't. He don't forsake me. Folks, that's good stuff. I belong to him. Does that give me the right to do whatever I want to? No, it's supposed to be exactly the opposite. When you see and know somebody that loves you like that and has done what he does, it makes you want to worship him and fear him and serve him. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the reason whenever you, you find yourself slipped over here in these places, you want to get back. Oh, man. Mm, 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 mm. Same thing in, in Daniel. We look at Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. He say, he's saying, he's, in this, and I'm, I'm doing this because I want, you to see, I want you to see who God is. I look more like the children of Israel, okay? But I want you to see who God is and what he does. It says, and I set my face unto the Lord God to seek my prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. That's David pray, uh, Daniel is praying, praying to God. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandment, we have sinned. <laughs> We've sinned. Daniel. Daniel, I'm telling you, Daniel's one of the finest men you'll find in this book. And what did he say? We've sinned. We've sinned and committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. They're in a bad place. They're in a foreign country. They're, they're, they're in captivity. Their sins has taken them there. Okay? Daniel knows that. But he goes on to say, neither have we hearkened unto, unto thy servants, I mean, thy, uh, unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name, or the kings, or princes, and the fathers, and all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to thee. 
But unto us is confusion of face. And that confusion of face is basically open shame. That's what that means. It's just open shame. We're, we're, we're a shameful lot. That's who we are. Confusion of face as at this day. To the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries where thou hast driven them because of their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongs an open shame, a shameful face to our kings and princes and to our fathers because we've sinned against thee. To the Lord, our God, belongs mercy and, there's the word the other next time, that's the other place where it's used, forgiveness. To our Lord belongs mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. My, 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 my how, we rebelled against him and what does he do? He's, he's come at us with mercy and forgiveness. What an awesome God. It's amazing. That's God. That's God. See, what I'm doing here tonight, I'm trying to build a, a picture of, of almighty God that is just Unbelievable. Not for you to indulge your own sinful flesh, but for you to praise and honor him and worship him and let that be something to draw us more to him for who he is. He loves me. He's going to love me. I don't lay down at night and worry, will he love me? Yes, he's going to love me. No matter what I do, he's going to love me. See, I'm bragging on him. If you want to take that and go be, that you got a problem. And it's probably a sin problem that ain't never got any forgiveness laid to it. That's just my thoughts. Man, but God is good. God is good. So when we see, we see, we just, we see him and the forgiveness is there. It helps me. That helps me. Man, to know I can go I can go to the Father, and I'm going to one that loves me. He's there. And, and, and I've had to go many times, ask for forgiveness. But John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says that if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness, to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's it. He's there. Now, you don't have to, but I tell you what, eventually, if you belong to him, I believe he gets you to the place where you, you may crawl on your hands and knees, but you'll get back over there to him sooner or later. The next thing, we go to verses 5 and 6. <clears throat> Verse 5 and 6, we leave the, we left the sea, we left the, uh, we go into the, went to the, uh, the courtroom. Now let's go to the wall, the city wall, maybe the watchman's wall. Says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. For my soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. I wait for the Lord. Here we got. <clears throat> You've got a man says, I have cried out in my supplication for the Lord to hear me. And see, as you look at this here, I think, I, I think you, you, you're talking about somebody that knows the Lord. And you're talking about somebody that, that he, he's, he's, he's talking about the uh, iniquities. He's talking about things that's in me that I need, I need the help. I need the forgiveness. And he's come. He's laid it out. You know, if you held the iniquities, who, who could stand? But, you're, but with you's forgiveness... And, and, and before I leave that for you, it says that thou mayest be feared, okay, with that bring, to bring that, 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 that uh, fear, uh, the reverential fear of worship to him. Now, as we look at this here, as I wait for the Lord, so I've, I've cried out, I know he's a God forgiven, and, 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 and so I wait on him to move. Lord, you need to move in my life. Folks, I don't know about y'all, but I've prayed, Lord, do something in my life that where I know that 
It's you. Those special things that you do that nobody else can do. And, and wait. And wait on the Lord. And watch and see. I've cried out to him. I'm wanting to see what's going to happen. You know, I'm struggling here and whatever. Whatever the, whatever the case may be that may be in your life. And we all have issues. Because I wait and place my hope in his word and what it said right here. And, I, and I, took, I said, so if I put my hope in his word, this word right here says, there's forgiveness with thee. So I'm putting my hope in the Lord. That I, the Lord is who he said he would be. The Lord, the Lord doesn't fail. He doesn't leave or forsake. He's there. That's who he is. And you wait for him that there's forgiveness with him. And it says, as the watchman, as, as, as they that watch in the morning. And this, and I, to me, this is, this is pretty neat. That the watchman was, would be on the wall. And, they, they're, and they're watching the city, watching for anything. But it's at night. See, it's at night. There's darkness there. It's in the dark. And they're waiting. You can't see a lot. A lot of stuff can happen. And you wonder what's going on in the dark. You know, things can happen. That's where, you're, where it's at. A lot of times as Christians, we find our place. We find, we find ourselves in places where we don't. It's, it, there's darkness. We may, it, maybe it's a, 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 that I don't know what to do. I don't know what direction to do. I don't know what's going on here. Just the perplexity of a, a situation or whatever. It may be just the, the spiritual dark. Hey, folks, did you know there's such a thing as spiritual darkness? Andy, did you think, is there some spiritual darkness around the, uh, the prison system in there? It was darkness. It's, it's, it's real. It's darkness. And he says, I'm waiting. And I'm waiting there. I mean, we look at this here. And, and, and it says they're waiting. What are they waiting for? They're waiting on the crack of dawn. They're, wanting, they're waiting on the morning. They're waiting on the light. That's so what it says. It's a, it says, as a, as a watchman, they're waiting for the dawn. Here's the thing. They're waiting. Nothing they can do to make the sun rise any faster. So what they're doing? They're waiting on the Lord. That's, I'm waiting on the Lord to break through. For whatever it may be. Anybody here ever waited for the Lord to break through on something? I'm just waiting for the Lord to break through here. I, I know I need help. I know I can't do it. And I've given it to him. I've cried out. I've turned it over to him. He knows all about it. He's a God that loves me and cares for me. There's a, he's a God of forgiveness. I've turned it all over to him. And I'm waiting to watch the Lord break through in this thing. I'll tell you what now. They, say what you want. That, that, that's, that's, that's true in a Christian life. Just there's, there's, there's breakthroughs. There's things that, that God does. And as far as I'm concerned, that's, what, that's, that, that's a faith builder. That's an, it, it's just knowing that you, I, I, can, I can tell you by experience, God has, God has moved and what he's done in my, own, in my own life. So I know that, that, that it's nothing I can do, so I have to, to wait on, uh, on the Lord. There are times, there's times when we need the sun to break through in our own lives. I just need a breakthrough. Have you, have you ever said that? Boy, I need, a, I need a breakthrough here. I mean, life can just go and get you down, you know. Uh, it just, it, it, it can. Just, and it just, and just good things can, can kind of, kind of weigh you down. I like this. Uh, One thing I, w- I don't want to mention, because I don't want to leave this out, whenever I talked about the forgiveness a while ago, these are, these are, probably this is the one thing that you need to hang on to tonight when you leave here. It says, but forgiveness is not a blessing to be taken lightly. Okay? Did you hear that? For it costs God his son. Therefore, we ought to love and fear God. We're talking about fear. We're to love and fear God because it costs. That forgiveness. Listen closely. If you take seriously the guilt of sin, if you take that seriously, the guilt of sin, <clears throat> you will take seriously the grace of forgiveness. 
you will take it. See, and, that, and that's what I wanted to hammer whenever I talk about, I'm not trying to make this just fluffy, trivial. No, it's highly important. But we serve a God who is a, is a forgiving God. But it costs. It costs. And it's, it says, if you take it, take uh, the, seriously the guilt of sin, you'll take seriously the grace of forgiveness. Salvation is a serious and costly transaction. Just not that. And to, to know that you're saved. But uh, what an awesome God we serve for those who are, who are born again. But, this is, and, and, but getting back to this, this, this darkness and this waiting on the breakthrough and the light. And the, this, was, this I'd picked up from Warren Weirdsby. And I thought this was, uh, this is good. This is good. If you find, and, and it's just listen to it. If you find yourself forgiven, but still in the darkness. So I, I like it because if we're not careful, we, we want Christians to think that if you're a Christian, there ain't no darkness. Well, there is darkness. There is darkness. And it can be a part of you if you, if you allow it or whatever. We have to know that. And sometimes as a Christian, we're waiting for the sun to rise and it hasn't risen yet. We're waiting for the breakthrough, the, crack, the light. What's it? it hasn't happened yet. Am I forgiven? Yes, I'm forgiven. Yes, I'm a child of God. <coughs> so, if you find yourself forgiven and still in the darkness, wait on the Lord and trust his word. That's what he just said. This guy says what he said. My hope is in God's word. And I'm waiting on the Lord. Best thing we can do. <coughs> but, and listen closely. But do not try to manufacture your own light. Did you hear that? Don't try to manufacture your own light. In other words, <clears throat> when darkness has flooded you and you're the born again child of God, you're forgiven and that you're, you're, there's darkness there, <clears throat> don't go out and try to pretend that it ain't there and try out of your own self to shine as some kind of a, a artificial light. That's what, what, what it's saying here. No, the light from us, listen, the light from Christians is God's light. It's not yours. In the minute that you try to let your light shine, your light, and call it God's light, God ain't right. See, your light is God's light. That's the only light you got. I don't know. This, this is pretty good, I think. It's His light. But you know what? Isaiah, Isaiah 50, he addressed this. Now listen to it close. I think this is really good. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Don't pretend nothing. Don't go, don't, don't be in a, don't be in a struggle or in a pit or in a, in a depth there and then coming to the church and trying to act like everything's okay. I don't have, I don't have a problem. Never had had a problem. If everybody was good as me, we'd have, we'd be all right. And it's all artificial. So, uh, uh, Isaiah 50, <clears throat> verse 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of the servant, but what? That what? Walks in darkness. I just, we just said, you can be a Christian and there can be darkness around you and not know what's going on. Or just attacks, folks. Let me tell you, you just told me. Me and Johnny talk a good bit. But I'm telling you what, for pastors, let me assure you one thing. There's a flat natural spiritual attacks that come from darkness that'll, that'll come and hit that pastors. I can assure you that. That other people, it ain't, don't get. Okay? And I ain't trying to brag or nothing. I'm just saying that that's, 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 that's the truth. That's the truth. And I guess maybe it's from the, with the position, whatever. But that's true. That walk in darkness and hath no light. That don't even, don't even sound right, okay? But I'm, what I'm saying is, is he said, this is people that sometimes we find ourselves where we don't know, we, they're, they're, you know what, what's going on. He says, let him, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Just walk, walk. wait on the Lord in those times. Wait on the Lord, care to him, pray, dump it out on him and say, Lord, wait, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here waiting for the dawn. You got to move. It's got to be you and I ain't pretending nothing. I'm, it's you 
every bit of you. You'll change it. I ain't going to change it. But then he goes on to say, Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, that walk in the light of your fire. The walk in the light of your fire. And in the sparks that you've kindled, this shall ye have of my hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. One of the hardest things in the world to do is pretend as a Christian that everything's okay when it ain't. Try to shine a light that there ain't no light there. As a matter of fact, if I was honest, it's really dark. Yes, I know I'm a Christian. Yes, I know I'm saved. But this is a dark spot and I'm not going to stay here, but it'll be God that gets me out because I'll be waiting on him. I'll be trusting in him. Man, that's good. Tony, you can ease up. That I love. You wait on the Lord, waiting for him to move, waiting for that light, knowing that, that it's him. And I, I believe it's good. And that's good, that's good in Isaiah. This is for the believer, the obedient one. Man, wow. And then I close in the, the last four, two verses. This was the slave market. From the sea to the courthouse to the wall to the slave market. Let Israel hope in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. From this time on, nevermore. Oh, my hope is in the Lord forevermore. It's a good song, isn't it, Butch? My hope is in the Lord. For with the Lord there's mercy, and with Him is plenteous redemption or a full pardon. That redemption, I love this here. Listen to this. When we speak of redemption, it is setting someone free by paying a price. Setting someone free by paying a price. See, Israel, Israel found out that <clears throat> they were in bondage, in the Egyptian bondage, and they couldn't get, they, they couldn't get out. There was nothing they could do. And Christ, or, or God, intervened and moved in the situation that he did it for them in freedom. And it goes on to say, the last verse, and he shall redeem Israel from all of his iniquities. All of his iniquities. I'm so thankful I've been redeemed. See, there was a price paid that redeemed me. And I thought about this. Why can, how, why can God, why can he forgive me of my sin? Why, how, why can he do that? The reason he can forgive me of my sin is that he he paid the price for the sin, for my sin. When you understand that, that makes it so, that makes him really special. He paid, he paid the price. I couldn't. He paid the price to redeem me so that he can, he can forgive my sin. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful Savior in Jesus Christ. Someone who forgives. One who was hanging on a cross who would say, Father, forgive them. Why? Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. They're killing me. But forgive them. That's a God who forgives. It's forgiveness. Aren't you glad you got it? I have forgiveness. And I need it. And I need it often. But I serve a God who's flat sitting there waiting to give it. Even whenever I ain't what I need to be. I tell you what, that speaks to me tonight. Speaks to me deep. And I thank God they love me like that. Let's stand if we will. Go ahead, Tana. Wow, that's good. Mm.
You know, it is a mystery. It's amazing. God would love me the way that he does. Still amazes me Your grace hmm. I tell you what, you can just bask in that, can't you? That is so good, so good It's good to be here tonight Thank y'all for being here I pray the Lord is blessed I, I, I pray that God's been honored He's awesome God Lord, I thank you. I thank you for forgiveness. Mm. It's good. As we close out tonight, uh, Brother Mike Yarber, would you close us in prayer?